Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you. Welcome to the Matcha Talk podcast with me, Samia of Sunnah Living. I am here every Monday to have a down-to-earth, real conversation with you. This is a beautiful morning. I have my warm matcha latte ready to go and a topic I'm burning to talk about. Let's begin. Welcome back to the Matcha Talk podcast. This is your host, Samia, and today we're talking about the Garden Tower. But before we begin with my Garden Tower reflection, I want to wish you a very happy Ramadan, Ramadan Mubarak, Ramadan Kareem, or any other wish that you like to say when you're wishing your loved ones for this beautiful and wonderful month of Ramadan. I hope this month is everything that you need it to be, everything that we need it to be. It is coming at a good time. But doesn't it always? It always comes at a time when we're like, oh my goodness, please send Ramadan soon. I need it. I need it for my spirituality. I need it for my sanity. I need this month so that I can refresh and set my mind to just one thing and not have to worry about any of the worldly things. None of my basic needs needs to be met because I am fasting. And then I can just focus on other things, whether it is just things around the house or it is very spiritual goals that I have set up and I feel this Ramadan it is coming at a very good time too and alhamdulillah I was able to have some goals and it is still a couple of days in so you can't really say a lot but so far alhamdulillah I am doing well in it and how about you did you have specific plans or goals for this month if you are with me on Instagram, any of the social media, or if you're signed up for my mailing list, then you know that I release a sweet and simple Ramadan planning guide, a spiritual planning for Ramadan for this month. It just had, it was like a basic worksheet where you can write down your goals and see what it is that you need to achieve daily and all of the good things. It is a good PDF. It is for free. If you want, you can head over to sunnelliving.com and it is there for you to download. It is still not too late. It is still very early. I feel that it is not too late until the very last day of Ramadan to make the intention to change. It just has to be, you have all this time and the more time that we use in this month in that intention, it is good. But do not despair if you are listening to this podcast. It is a last week. It is the last couple of days and you're thinking, my goodness, I have not done anything. Or if this is in the beginning, you're joining me live right now, you can say, I have not planned. I have not really desired any changes. I have not really sat down and mapped out what is it that I want to do this month. You still have time. Even if it's a couple of hours, you still have time. If there's a little bit of time, then the the only thing I would say, probably the most essential thing is to have a dua and an intention list. So first you sit down, write on a piece of paper, as many duas as you can think of during this month. Try to think more of spirituality first. Try to think of your spirituality and then go towards worldly needs. So uh, spirituality in this world and also the hereafter. So two parts, right? The one thing that I remember is when we are making dua to Allah about Rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina We're asking Allah for goodness in this world and goodness in the hereafter and protection from the grave. So there's like three levels of this dua. 
Ask for spirituality, ask for goodness in this world, always remember your akhirah. And these are the three levels that you can make a dua list from. And as far as intention is concerned, you have to work on your intentions. Me too, every single time before we do something. And it is so easy to forget these things, but it is also easy to remember it you know and like whenever you're about to do something just be like oh wait a minute who am i doing this for what is the purpose how can i connect my purpose to the hereafter and that way your intentions are inshallah always going to be foolproof and they will also prove to be a source of good news for you in the day of judgment because they will connect to the pleasure of allah that is the goal everything we do needs to be connected to the pleasure of allah and somehow it needs to benefit us so that is, that would be my little tips for you to get started on this month. Or if you listen to me a little bit later on and you're finding yourselves a little bit slacking, then these are the tips and inshallah they should benefit you regardless of where you are in your Ramadan or in your spiritual journey. Let's get to the bread and butter, as they say, um, even though this saying does not really apply to me because I cannot have bread, nor can I have butter due to my health concerns, but the type of bread that I can have, an almond butter, hmm, okay. Backtrack, bread and butter is totally relevant, so let's get to the main reason why we're sitting down today having this matcha talk. I wanted to talk to you about my garden tower and the journey that has been my garden tower and how it made me reflect on what I need to do for this month and also all the time to take care of myself. I live in a desert climate. If you don't already know, now you do. I live in the desert of Arizona. It's called the Sonoran Desert and it gets extremely hot in that area. The highest it can get is 120 and alhamdulillah so far I don't think it has gotten higher than that. If it has then man I feel bad for the people who witnessed it because it is very very difficult to be that hot all the time. So these are the summer temperatures and we are in summer and right now I in this house that I live in we have a courtyard. You know just did you know that if you have a backyard or an outdoor space that is surrounded by buildings or walls, then it is a courtyard. And if you have a patio, then you have, I think uh, it's not a lot of greenery, like you have some walls or whatever. But if you have total outdoors, then it is called a backyard. I just didn't know. I was trying to think what are outdoor spaces called. I would call it side yard. I called it many different things, but turns out courtyard is the best word because we have walls all around us. There is a tree on both sides of the walls, but there is the wall as soon as we are stepping out into the patio or the courtyard, the wall that is the house right next to us. So it's like a two-story house and there's a wall for that. And on the other two sides, we have a connecting walls. Uh, these are all brick walls and really sturdy the stuff that you can drill into sort of walls easily. And so this is it. This is a courtyard that we have. And even though it is probably about 10 feet across, it's not that wide at all it gets blasted with about three hours of sun. 
Now in the winter, those three hours didn't really seem bad at all. I loved those sunny times. I would sit there and soak in as much of the time as I could. But in the summertime, the same heat turns into something else entirely. I had built a garden bed where the sun was shining exactly on the bed when the time came. And so the plants would get as much nutrient from the sun as they can and they need a lot more. So actually this garden thing is a big experiment. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to grow anything substantially. Potential. I do hope that I can. If not, then we'll just have a bunch of flowers and, um, and I will be okay with that, I suppose. Getting back to the topic though, I wanted basically because the courtyard is so very small, I wanted to jump outside the box and think of different ways I can garden. And so I found this garden tower. It was on YouTube. I saw a bunch of videos. I was convinced and I made a plunge for it. Now, one thing to remember about this garden tower is any of the vertical gardening methods that you will find is that they're normally some sort of a plastic made. And that's just because you cannot find anything of that thing in nature and they're plastic made and so is this one. And the thing about plastic is, is that it heats up quite significantly and you can't miss it heating up because it does heat up. And uh, you know, the sun, so what was happening was I had the garden tower sitting where I wanted it to be. And the sun, even though it is like in that part of the yard, or the courtyard, it hits about hour and a half or hour and a little bit more than an hour on that part alone. And it just stays there for a while and it moves a little bit more to the evening and then, uh, you know, it disappears. But th that's a three hour time span that we get sun in the courtyard. And so the hour or so that it was sitting in the sun, it was baking I had just planted some seedlings in there or transplants that I got from the nursery and I was noticing as the temperature was getting closer to the summer so today is 99 degrees here Fahrenheit um, but in the days previously it was like only I don't know like 80 something but it was not appreciating it the tomato plants and all the plants would just wilt completely I moved it in several parts of the yard to see where I can give it so it would receive less sun or just a little bit of sun not that much sun but it continued to get too hot and the plants will continue to wilt all the time and it was then that I said you know what I have no choice I have to get a shade cloth because the temperatures in the hundreds are coming and it, if I cannot keep things here thriving in the 80 something degree temperature then surely it is not going to be very happy in the 100 degree temperatures and so recently I went back to Home Depot even though it was quarantine time but my goodness my plants were dying and uh dying plant a plant that is not thriving a plant that just wilting even if it is for one or two hours it is not going to produce vegetables it's not going to produce the sustenance that you need it to produce and so I had to go to the store get shade cloth and install them in a courtyard it does not look very beautiful it does not look beautiful at all but I have plans I have plans for the future but I ended up shading the garden bed as well as this garden tower and it is now day two I told you the weather is 99 degrees or about 100 degrees and the plants under the shade are doing great they are under direct sun but the shade is there and now they're in in this perfect environment where they're getting the nutrition that they need but they're not being bombarded with the things that they don't and if throughout the telling of this adventure that I went through with the garden tower you have not made a reflective connection yet then here it is 
this is where the reflection came in and I was looking at the process and just realizing how much love and care something new needs. It is new that the plastic is new, the garden tower is new, everything, the entire structure and the way that I'm gardening is new to me. I am used to in-ground gardening and over here since we can't really do that, everything is above ground and that has been a very big learning curve for me and it has been an enjoyable learning curve. Not a lot has died. I was I did kill about two plants, but everything else so far, alhamdulillah, is thriving. So everything that is new needs a specific method to thrive in your life. Sometimes, let's think of, of tests in this scenario. So if you have different tests that are coming into your life, you may need to squeeze them in somewhere. The test is coming in front of you. You don't know what to do with it. You're feeling overwhelmed. You don't know what's going on. How do I handle this? Everything is changing around me. Things are turning inside and out, up and down. I don't know what is going on. I cannot get a handle of this. Well, you have to get a handle of this. You have to take a break and say, okay, let me see where does it fit into my life? How can I make a space for it into my life right now? How can I manage this test that I'm giving and put it, and put it in a place where I can manage it better? So the garden tower was suffering. I moved it to probably three or four different locations throughout the days. I was going out there multiple times a day trying to figure out because every single time I would move it somewhere, it was still all the plants were just wilting. You would feel bad for those plants if you saw them. They were just wilting. They would just move bent over and just fall over and it was just very sad and depressing to look at those plants but it was not until I said I need to make this and I don't have the environment that they need in the courtyard the environment does not exist it is hot and it's too hot I, there's nothing I can do about it I will need to go out and purchase something so that I can give them the environment that they need so sometimes those changes are going to require for you to go out of your comfort zone to find something else find another resource maybe in this case another resource might be a therapist another resource might be a good friend a good book a different coping mechanism something different to help you deal with this new situation and when you're thinking of in terms of your spirituality now because this is what sunnah living is all about spirituality is part of every single thing in your life and when you're looking at it in spirituality and let's focus in and hone in on this month of Ramadan that this is a new month a new scenario and even if the scenario was the same even if there was no lockdown there was no pandemic things were fine this would be a brand new Ramadan for you because whatever hap was happening in the previous year is changing we're constantly changing me if even if it was the exact non-lockdown scenario I was in a new town in a new city everything is new so things are always changing every year your spirituality is going up and down your interests are changing you are noticing that these this previous month you were better at this you were not very good at that that you were going into this type of sin but you were able to protect yourself from this type of sin so we are constantly changing human beings and there's something new always around us and Ramadan is always a new opportunity it is always new because you can flip a page in the beginning of the month and say you know I am no longer going to be this person who I was before I am imagining myself to be 
this other person, this person who is conscious of Allah, this person who wakes up and says, oh, it is time for prayer, I need to make them, this person who loves to pray, this person who loves to read the Quran, to learn and to increase in knowledge and also be gentle and an exemplary character to people around me. I want to be a person who embodies Islam and embodies what being a Muslim is all about. And this is the person I'm imagining myself to be towards the end of Ramadan. Let me flip that page. You have to flip a page and you have to say, okay, I want to be this person. Even if I just listed 50,000 things, it doesn't have to be so many things. Maybe it is just one thing. Maybe you want this person to be the person who prays regularly. You want this person to be one who reads the Quran every day or one who remembers Allah in the morning, in the evening, before sleeping and or any one of those. You want to be that person. Well, you have to create the environment in which you will thrive. So in the beginning, it might be difficult for you. You might have to move yourself around as well, just I did with the garden tower. You might have to move to one side where there is a little bit more sun than the other. Move to the other side where there is more shade. You will struggle a little bit before that perfect environment is able to reveal itself to you. Then you can say, you know what? I am not able to make this change because the environment is not conducive to what I want it to be. I just cannot do this unless I change this. And then you made a resolve to change that which is obstructing your vision of that person that you want to be. So in the beginning, it is it is stressful and it is a little bit of a struggle. Coming close to Allah is easy, yes, but it also is a struggle in self-discipline. It is so easy to fall back Trust me, I know this. I'm a master at falling back. It is so easy to do it. You're like, hey, I'm feeling I'm feeling very spiritually motivated right now. I have the Iman rush, as they call it. I have it going on for me. And then just in a little while, couple of weeks, couple of months, couple of days, you're like, you know what? Eh, I missed it. I missed out on this. It was on my schedule, but I forgot about it. Oh, I cannot do it today. I'm just too tired or too busy to have a lot going on. And before you know it, you find yourself slipping away and slipping off that little wagon you were on. And then you have to struggle to get back on. So struggle is normal. You just have to constantly work on creating the environment. So even now with the garden tower that is sitting out, it is under the shade. I am still looking at it because it's only 100 degrees. It is going to get a lot hotter over here and I'm probably going to have to water that tower multiple times a day in order to make the plants thrive and be as healthy as they can be. So constant monitoring, changing the environment, giving it what you need, giving you or your spirit or your soul what it needs to thrive. This is a constant thing that we're going to have to be doing. And Ramadan is a great time because while you're working on those things, the only thing that you're fighting with is yourself, is your own nafs. The things that your weaknesses, you only know what they are. That's the only thing you're fighting with. The fight is only with yourself in Ramadan. Outside of Ramadan, you have the shaitan as well, who is a sworn enemy. Allah has told us that he is constantly trying to attack us from left 
left, from the right, from all sides, trying to make us slip. And he has our whole lifetime to do so. So we always have to remember that, that outside of Ramadan, there's another layer of challenge that we have to fight. But right now, this is the perfect time where we just have to struggle only against ourselves and just see what are my weaknesses and how can I overcome them. And inshallah, if you make the right intention, you're going to find that changes to be a lot easier than you thought it would be. You just have to set up the alarm and say, this is my time to, to read the Quran. And you just head towards it, start walking towards it, start pick up the Quran, start to sit down with it, and you will find yourself reading it with a lot more ease than you would otherwise. So take advantage of this month, and then also take advantage of your life in general. Try to see why you are not who you want yourself to be, and what you can do to get yourself there. Above all, all of this, you need dua. So always remember to make dua. And this was the reflection, a garden tower experience that lasted for now three weeks has been teaching me. It is an ongoing thing, but I felt that it was so powerful and I wanted to share this with you. Thank you for stopping by, spending some time with me. Okay, this is it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. Also, you can find me on YouTube and Instagram at Living and on my blog sunnaliving.com where I have more content about topics similar to today. Wishing you a beautiful week ahead. Until next time, assalamu alaikum.